Hey, oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Oops. Up. about vegas today <laughs> oh girl oh my god but not what you think not I mean, what you think. i don't know what you think i don't know what you think when you think of vegas but <laughs> it's definitely not gonna be this bitch <laughs> yeah i had no idea what we're talking about today was even a thing but that's why we have the internet you know what i mean yeah for sure um, how's everybody doing? I hope you're all well. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for being excellent. Um, we got a fun, uh, fun-filled episode for you. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you know, I ain't got no biz. Do you have any biz? No, I don't have any biz. Uh, I... Unless I want to say that we did get our first YouTube troll, which oh bitch! Yes. At first I How was like, "How many times can I say bitch this episode? I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with me? We need Stop a little it. like ding. Too bad this isn't yeah. visual because then it would be like ding in the corner and like keep going up like a counter. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. this episode is just called bitch. This is a podcast. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> bitch this is a podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah, we got our first little troll comment, and I was elated because not Ugh. only is it on a Nazi episode, it's on our yeah, uh, uh, I did the Ace of Base, Ace of Base uh, conspiracy theory one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, about how they're like Nazis, maybe. Uh, but also, it the guy said "miladies" in it, and yeah. that was like such troll, like classic troll talk, and I was like, oh, oh. my god, how exciting! That guy, yeah, I was. It, it's like you know you've made it. I mean, I don't, I don't know that we've actually made it, but you know. No, I think we have. We've made it to okay. something. We've made it to something. I yeah. don't know where, but we've yeah, made yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, when a neckbeard <laughs> feels the need to comment on something that we don't give a fuck, like yeah, fuck you, you stupid, gross mouth breather. Yeah, yeah. Like, Totally. You fucking YouTube commenter. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he was like coming in looking for like some like pro-Nazi conspiracy oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. He's like, ooh, what's this? And then he was like, mm, Heard no, two women talking and he was yeah. like, Meh. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what else to say, but my lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fare thee well, my lady. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, what did he say? He was repulsed or something? Ooh. Let me look. He was like less than a minute in and I'm already something. Yeah, maybe yeah. repulsed, which I love that. Yeah. Ugh, oh, get yeah. Away. Not even a minute in and I'm repulsed. Farewell, ladies. <laughs> that was what he said in the comment. Oh, thank God we are doing it right. If we are just repelling mm-hmm. all these gross mm-hmm. troll. Ugh. His username is Filth. Nibba. Like nibs like n-i-b-b-a-007 hmm okay 007 james bond you are not masseur i think the fuck not you <laughs> goddamn piece of shit wait can i start saying masseur <laughs> monsieur <laughs> no that's even too classy it's just okay. masseur <laughs> masseur instead of milady <laughs> masseur <laughs> It sounds like uh, miser, which sounds like misery, which sounds like miserable, and that's what that which means. Which sounds like misandry. Oh, which sounds like misandry. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Well, that's great. That's that's the business, I guess. <laughs> you just sounded like Sophie Turner, and that's the business. And that's uh, the business. <laughs> uh, I've had um like a couple glasses of wine, so I'm Ooh, ready. Coming in hot. To- party hell yeah uh we have no alcohol in this house so why well we do it's just like not chilled or like prepared or anything so i'm just drinking a spindrift sorry i'm just moving my chair because i'm i'm sitting at a card table right now it's Uh not even and i every move i make i'm like (laughs) it's very uncomfortable (laughs) so sorry well you guys anything fucked up for you this week um Oh, I had something, I think. 
What did I read earlier? Hmm. It was something good. And it was like, you would have liked it, I think. I can't remember. Eh. Well, so no, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Well, I just finished watching the third season of Handmaid's Tale, so Ooh. I'm... It's, I cried for like oh my God. a long time. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen. I was just going to ask how how much did you cry? So much. Uh, I cried quite a bit. The finale is so good. It's very intense. Which I can't remember the – oh, the finale last season was good, but I think it like really frustrated me. Well, I think that's why I cried so much. It's like something – I know I, this is kind of a spoiler, but like something good finally happened. Yeah, yeah. Like something – like things are starting to turn around a little bit, and I, I think I, it was a thing of relief, and yeah. I was crying tears of joy. Oh my god, tears of Serena Joy. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except her tears, she's in trubs. She's in trubs, and you think, oh, like they've done such a good job this season with like her going back and forth with her as Oof. a victim and as like a propagator of this awful Oof. place, which is. Exactly what she ha is like. That's exactly what is happening with her. She's a victim of this place. Yeah. But also, she helped to create it. So it's like you feel bad for her sometimes, but then you hate her sometimes. Oh, what a sh- I loved her storyline this season. I thought it was so I, good. It was very nuanced uh, mm-hmm. and very fucked up. So mm-hmm. it's just like I, I really, I really enjoyed this season. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm like a little, have a, have a, I don't know. I needed, I really needed to watch like some, something uplifting and I didn't. I ended up watching like more fucked up stuff. I just like mm-hmm. started watching an episode of success, Succession, like, which actually is really fun. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Um, It's so, it's so insane. But um, <laughs> I yeah I don't know I just like didn't pull myself out of the uh, the mindset so I think we should talk about more fucked up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can do it without it making it really sad. Uh, no, and I, I think, think we, we can, can do it. Yeah, there's already a few spots where we have some uh, where there's already a few spots that are rife with comedy and. Uh, comedic ideas and we've already noted them so fear not there is gonna be some fun stuff even though it's a fucked up topic but isn't that the case every week that is sometimes sometimes (laughs) milady sometimes we're able to like have topics where it's all fun and games but this is like kind of a this is a it's a serious situation yeah yeah, yeah. it's um it's a little but let's bummer let's yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer, but we're going to try to make it not so much of a bummer. Hell yeah. We're just going to – we're going to let you know what the fuck is happening in the world a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as I was researching this, yeah. I was just thinking, oh, man, one of the things that we – you and I talk about a lot, mm-hmm. like, for when I get out to California, when yeah. I move out to the West Coast, mm-hmm. we scheme a lot about – how we're going to take trips to Vegas <laughs> just because we are I would say like a lot of our friendship is predicated on mm-hmm. these crazy trips to Vegas we've taken uh, we're our personal best in Las Vegas together yes. too it's like it's like it's like a, a spiritual vortex for us almost yes yes and I feel like I don't have this experience with anyone else like I I, I'm always Uh having fun in Las Vegas of course I like it there but like I don't laugh as hard it's somehow enhanced like it's like you're doing it's you're you're doing like friend drug yeah or something yeah I don't know and we just like love all the same spots and things so it's like very easy and then we're just like very similar in yeah like what we want to do and see and experience so it's like it's always so easy yeah, we went there from a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking blast. However, I was, you know, over the age of 30, or I was 30, I think. Was I 30? Yeah, I was like, just had turned 30, mm-hmm. I think. And it was harder than it, you know, had always been previous years to party. Oh, yeah. So I remember just being like, I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Also jet lag, but also still. that's an overwhelming situation because there's so many oh, people sure. there 
that are like wanting your attention and like you're melding friend groups it's like a high stress situation but I feel like you did great it was very fun there could have been like weird shit you know just based on the amount of people that went alone yeah like there could have been some like weird fighting or some like people not getting along no everybody was awesome had so much fun we only lost one person the day of the pool party to day drinking Oh yeah, uh, that's true. And but everybody else powered through and so much rallying, so yeah. much like great great memories, good times. Mm-hmm. Everybody had I think a great time. I, I know think, I did. Yeah. I um, I think it was amazing. I I've had so many good times in Vegas, let me just tell you, and I can't wait for our future fun times there. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> now let's bring this full circle. We love Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I've said it once, and I've said it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Vegas is a harsh mistress. Ooh, lady like, love can be a bitch. She will fuck your life up. Mm. And I'm not talking just like, oh, I'm hungover. I'm talking like, yeah. whoops. I Like, you have a second butthole now because yeah. you have been <laughs> shitting your brains out from drinking, like, those giant boots of, like, hurricanes oh. or whatever. From those- Do you remember the giant beers that you could get at the Paris? <laughs> they were like just huge bottles of Bud Light. I'll find that picture and post it somewhere because me and my friend, our friend yeah. Megan, oh my that, god, it was the high. It was one of the highlights of my of a Vegas trip. P.S. Drinking a huge. P.S. Beer. Literally, right before we started recording today, Aaron is like, "I can't wait for our trip when I move there." And I go, "Hang on." And then I group texted two other girlfriends of ours. <laughs> one of them is Megan, and uh, the other one's Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Uh, I know up, she girl? listens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> okay, I was first like, you need the context because yeah. at my bachelorette party, you, we got so drunk and we we're just like all sleeping in, like hanging out in the one, four of us. one hotel room. Yeah. yeah the yeah. four of us in a hotel room and you know. Sometimes some tooth sneak out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they didn't sneak out of me or you at first anyway. No. <laughs> I was like, why does it smell like hot lasagna in here? And someone, I won't say who, was like over on the stairs like farting because there's like little stairs. And I was like, ew. <laughs> like We were like... It just smelled like beef lasagna. <laughs> And we were like, go to the bathroom. Like somehow you can smell the pasta. <laughs> like the semolina flower. <laughs> it was like little dust clouds of it coming off her asshole. <laughs> and, and we were laughing so hard. Also, it was that thing of like, I don't think the four of us had ever hung out together like that. Uh... I mean, we've hung out so many times together, but it was like a very close quarters. Well, me and you, and me and Jesse, and Uh me and you and Jesse, but like I wasn't super close with Megan yet. Uh Like I I didn't really know her very well. So then, you know, and so I was like a stranger to her. She's a stranger to me. Also, like, you know, we all hadn't hung out together in a long time because you lived so far away. Yeah, that's true. So Mm -hmm. also, like, that kind of is like melding over you, you know, and it just like adds a little weirdness. So it took just, like, one of us, neither of us, but someone, (laughs) farting hot lasagna farts on the stairs and us smelling it. And then we're just, like, cry laughing. And then we, like, banished her to the bathroom, which the bathroom was huge. But where the toilet was was a fucking closet and with no ventilation. So then that just became the fart closet. (laughs) And so... And so then I, then I just texted everyone right before this started and I was like, starting a Vegas 2019 trip thread and Aaron just goes, ha ha ha, fart closet, here we come. <laughs> not the roulette table. Nope. Not, not fucking whoever's in residency there now. I don't know who's still there. Not, not, the, not the blue man group. <laughs> The fart closet. Here we come. <laughs> Fucking not Penn and Teller. Not uh Zumanity. Zumanity. <laughs> not Absinthe the show. Uh not I was gonna say Bill and Ted, but it's um 
Siegfried uh, and Roy. Oh, they're they don't they're not allowed back. <laughs> yeah, well, that one's dead. I think. Did one of them die? I thought they just got mauled. The one that got mauled died. I think like later. Oh, that's right. Like uh, R.I.P. Roy. I don't know. Yeah, Roy. I don't know. I was gonna say he died post mall, but that's. <laughs> I don't need to say that. Woof. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so back to Vegas. So this episode is about Vegas specifically. It is about um, the tunnels that actually exist underneath the city of Las Vegas. <sighs> Like, right underneath the Tropicana are miles of tunnels stretching all around the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's tunnels and people are living in them. Oh, my God. And this just makes me think of It, like <laughs> the book and the movie It. Mm-hmm. Pennywise? Pennywise definitely lives in these tunnels. No, except it's not Pennywise. It is a showgirl with a full uh, headdress, <laughs> but she still has scary pointy teeth. Yeah. And something's wrong with her titties, but I don't know what. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe they're like very pointy. They're like the Madonna boobs, but that's what the boobs actually look like. Mm, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's like campy and fun like a clown, but also scary. specific to Vegas. Yeah, and scary. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm, okay. Thank you. Um, well. Yeah, we don't this, know. It make, this whole situation makes it or the city or the town of Derry look very quaint. <laughs> because there is some fucked up shit happening in these tunnels. Um, P.S. Oh, when, yeah. when you wrote it, I didn't. I wasn't reading it, and I was like, what does she mean by, like, IT? Like, I didn't know that it was the movie. <laughs> like, the like IT, like, like the IT crowd. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And I was like, I'm no. going to have to have her explain that, but I'm so glad you went there because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a manifestation of all of the uh, darkness that actually is happening above ground. In mm-hmm. the city of Las Vegas. Um, although I would argue after researching this that there is some – there's more humanity underground than there is above ground. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. Well, let's so, try and not have too much of that in here. <laughs> yeah. We got to keep the laughs coming. Um, uh, so, yeah, there are actual miles and miles of tunnel under tunnels underneath Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, they were built – in the late 80s and early 90s, well, all throughout the 90s, because there's so many tunnels that it had to have taken a, a decade at least to get all this this together. Um, and the tunnels were built to channel flash fl- flood water, mm-hmm. um, which I don't understand what they were doing before this, because during monsoon season in, in Vegas, like the flash flood waters are very dangerous, and I don't know how... I don't know what they were doing before. I think they just had some washes or whatever, and it probably wasn't very efficient and probably fucked up a lot of shit before they figured out that they needed some, you know, infrastructure under the city to channel this massive amounts of water that come through. It was just Um, like the only the Hummer limos could get through to go to all the hotels. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how um, did people survive that? It's like... I don't know. It's like they, they surfed on their fucking... I don't know. Fucking the the Venetian gondolas go rogue and they just like there hop over the fucking... Is. Yeah. Except... That's what it was. I feel like you need like fucking fan boats or something in a flash flood. You need like something with some force. Well, but that's the thing. Flash floods are so quick. It just washes through and then it's gone. Oh, true that. Uh... And it just destroys everything in its wake. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what they were doing before, but now they have these tunnels underneath the city that just help channel the water away. And um, it gets really gnarly uh, in these tunnels when all the water does wash through. So keep in mind that there are people that are living in there pretty mm-hmm. much full time. Yeah. And they're dealing with floodwaters that come through a few times a year. Um 
and it's usually like June, August, around that time in the summer where there, these huge storms, it, there is a monsoon season in the desert, believe it or not, and mm. it there's downpours. But the thing about the desert is that it doesn't, because it's so dry, the water just can't really soak into the soil and it just like rolls through. So that, that's why these tunnels needed to happen. Yeah. Anyway. It's crazy. And there's like, yeah, like in a regular area. This is why it was always so scary when we had flooding in our, where we grew up after all the California wildfires. Mm-hmm. When there's no vegetation either, like yeah. there's there's a lot of movement with flooding. So like, you know, it'll knock down trees if they're not properly rooted or like mm-hmm. just, you know, it just picks up a lot of shit and mud and all that crap. So yeah, they, they could be very strong. Yeah, very scary. Yeah. Um, at any rate, though, these tunnels have existed for over 30 years, and they've grown in, I guess, mileage because they've they've built – they've created so much infrastructure. So there's probably places that nobody has ever been, but the main places that people hang out in these tunnels are near – kind of the main drag of the strip mm-hmm. um for the most part it's very interesting um i don't think anybody really knew that people lived in these tunnels until this reporter went down he like found out about it and he like was like oh what the fuck i need to i need to like actually research this so he just like went down in the tunnels he like met Dude. some people that lived down there and like went down in the tunnels with them Dude, but this is what – this is, like, where, like, research took me on, like, a hard right turn to something completely wild and I was not expecting, which is, like, the – an overlay of murder. A murder. A murder. Um, So, yeah, no one really knew people were living down there until, like, around 2002 – And there was this reporter named Matthew O'Brien, and he was chasing a story about Timmy, quote-unquote, T.J. Weber, uh, a guy who was currently being – who is on trial um, Mm -hmm. and who would later be convicted of murder and charged with the death penalty, but not before him leading authorities on a chase through these tunnels. So he, like, kind of hid out in there and he was also uh-huh. chased down and captured in there and in the I, tunnels yeah and he made it like three miles in so anyway go circling back to um this reporter matthew o'brien he was like super interested in like what this man's experience was down there like because he didn't have any light he was like basically down there in the dark just like feeling his way around huh. these tunnels you know, somehow made it three miles. And, like, he just was like, oh, I want to know what it was like for him, like, in terms of, like, what he saw or couldn't see and, like, what he heard and what he smelled. Which I'm like, dude, (laughs) I don't think, I mean, you just put on a blindfold and get in your bathtub. It's wet and dark. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, just hang out in your bathroom. (laughs) Get it really, like, steamy and damp and yeah. just maybe, turn the lights off <laughs> maybe like have someone take a huge dump in the toilet right before you get into the bathtub because it's well like stinky down there well it's actually i i read something to the contrary that oh. it's not because water washes through there so often oh uh but and it's not sewage it's right right it's water but anywhere where there's like pooled water yeah, maybe it gets gross. I'm sure there's like I'm sure because there's so much different like times unexplored. of year. Yeah, and there's so yeah. much unexplored areas. Like you could find a probably not stinky area, but also we'll get into this later. There's bugs and rodents and stuff, and like Oof. those things smell sometimes. Uh, and like they could bring trash or die. There could be like car- animal carcasses. Anyway, yeah. Um. So he was like, "All right, I." Uh, oh, oh, at the time, he was an editor for the magazine City Life, which I thought was maybe one of those magazines that's, like, in your room, and it has a showgirl <laughs> yeah. on the cover. Like, for some yeah. some reason, how how many years have I been going to Vegas now? And it's it always looks like the exact same cover. It's either Wayne yeah. Newton or it's a showgirl on the cover. Yeah. Right? Or who's that magician? <laughs> or Danny Gans? Is that... <laughs> 
That fucking guy. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a Vegas deep cut. I was thinking Penn and Teller. Oh. Or that guy, the amazing Jonathan. They just did a documentary on him on Hulu. Oh, I saw. I've been seeing the (gasps) promos for that. Maybe we should watch that and do a commentary. I would love to. Done. Love it. All right. Um. Uh. Well, it's a weekly alternative newspaper. So, but still, it's kind of like. It doesn't, this doesn't seem like a story where, like, you need to go experience what this, like, murderer experienced down in the tunnel. I don't know. I feel like this guy is a true journalist. Like, I feel Ooh. like he, I, he, he was pursuing a story that, and this is the thing, when you work for a newspaper that's not, like, super, I, I don't know, maybe doesn't have a lot of money, but, mm-hmm. like, gives you the freedom to pursue a story so he was it seems like he was in that sweet spot where he was able to pursue this story and he just like took it upon himself to like go down in these tunnels and interview people that live down there and he ends up just it cracks open this whole world basically there's just an entire underworld that is living in kind of thriving down there yeah um i think you're right because like the newspaper like he, it wasn't a big enough paper where like it's a they would be like risking a lawsuit or something if something right. happened to him they're like little and it's kind of like you just got to be rogue and like go chase your story yeah but, but also it's bit like big enough that they would like publish something like this and they had room for it so yeah he just like went everybody was like a little nervous at the paper. They were like, well, you should like really be careful and maybe take someone with you. And I think the first time he did, but like he basically went down with like a, like a a hook knife of some sort and like a fucking headlamp. And that was it. Cause he didn't know what he was going to find and what he ended up finding was people. Yeah. He, yeah. Going into this, he was just like, oh, I just want to look down in the tunnels. Yeah. Uh, to see like where this guy was running through and how he was able to elude uh, the police for you know however many days or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he ended up finding an entire you know world of mm-hmm. people that just ha- had lived down there for some of them for years, mm-hmm. uh, unbeknownst to anybody else above ground. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's wild. Or maybe, like, police knew about it. Maybe city officials knew about it, but nobody was going to say anything about it. So there's a whole world of people just living underneath Las Vegas for God knows how long. And this guy did this whole story on it. Um, mm-hmm. And he, um, he he published his stories through the newspaper, but then I think he ended up writing a book, right? Yeah, Beneath the Neon, Life and Death in the Tunnels of Las Vegas. And... I think it was because, like, by that point, he had gotten to know some of the people down there, mm-hmm. and they were, and he, you know, he had done a couple stories in the local news, like, alternative weekly newspaper, which, like, wasn't a big deal, and he was hoping that, like, maybe that would cause people to, like, pay attention to what was going on in there, but it wasn't, right. so he's like, okay, let me write this book, so he wrote the book hoping that it would draw attention, whether good or bad, so, like, either A, the police realize this is like kind of a more high profile thing that they need to like address yeah and they go and like clean it out which yeah would not be good for the people living down there it would be like uh, it would upset their way of life but also maybe it would like get them above ground and maybe get them help or something you know yeah because some of them were you know in bad shape or sick or whatever yeah and needed some resources and help but I think a lot of people, for the most part, were down there because either they had to or they just wanted to be away from everybody. Yeah, just like whatever h- reason. hard times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, he was either hoping it would like clear it out or shine a light and like get these people maybe more resources and help, but it kind of did nothing. Like no one really cared that he published this book. Uh, and so that prompted him which this is all like cool stuff uh, that prompted him to start a nonprofit, which he called uh, shine a light, which was like an outreach program that helped the people that live down there. And this is over right. like years of him going down there, putting his own 
money and resources into like finding clothing for people down there and like you know he like he like learned people's names and befriended them and they trusted him and he like really um he's he's since moved uh but he really like they trusted him and he never broke that trust like he right he didn't um, he would only bring people down there that were like interested in helping. He wasn't yeah. like bringing news crews from like 2020 down there or anything and like yeah. fucking with them. And like he has, he had little rules. Like if he, you know, approached someone's camp and he like said, Hey, are you here or whatever? And they weren't, he wouldn't like walk through it. He'd go a different way. It was it's yeah. all very like, he just like really humanized everyone living down mm-hmm. there after kind of exposing them and I think that's good yeah I mean ultimately it did draw attention to the whole situation though which did prompt different news outlets to go down there and maybe some of them I mean I would hope that they would have the same kind of uh just humanity towards these people yeah um that uh what was his name Matthew O'Brien did Mm -hmm. but yeah it, it just Kind of open up people's eyes. And then um, I was going to say this at the end of the episode, but recently, just in the past few days, um, I think this came into people's consciousness again, like this entire – maybe you didn't know about it before, but like if you were on the internet reading anything, if you if you had seen this, um, a porn star who is actually pretty famous – uh, was found to be living down in these tunnels Whoa. a few days ago. She was found by like a um Austrian or uh, maybe I think Austrian a news crew that was down there doing a story uh, about the tunnels. And like she like introduced herself, they like interviewed her, and she was like, "Yeah, I used to be kind of famous." And she was like, she was a porn. St- she had been a porn star and was like pretty big on, uh, I don't know internet porn sites so oh my is it the one we went to high school with <laughs> no i don't know maybe maybe um oh my gosh that's wild yeah yeah okay because well i can't remember why we chose this topic but i feel like i saw the article somewhere because then when i went back and like looked at it there's this cool thing on vice like a, a that's like one of the sources that I used. Um, they had an article, but it like had a cool thing at the top of the article, and it's like this article is five over five years old. And right, I was like, right, right. Oh god, so this is like old news, but I had never heard about it. So no, I haven't either. So maybe that story's kicking up other kind of like stories and segments about it. Yeah, I was as I was like going, you know, doing my own research. I I like I don't know what I did, but I stumbled upon this the story this new story about this woman who used to be a pretty successful porn star who was just found living down there so and she seems to be doing i don't know if she's doing okay but she's surviving down there and a lot of people are so Mm -hmm. it's estimated that there's about a thousand people at least living down in these tunnels oh wow i don't know i don't know if that's uh accurate now that's a a figure I saw that was taken from a few years ago they don't do a census or anything down there but that's the estimate so um and Vegas really is a place of extremes so there's it's kind of crazy that people have figured out how to live in these tunnel in these tunnels underground uh considering how hot it can get in Las Vegas and also how cold it could get in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a lot of experience in the desert uh, uh-huh. being from the West Coast, but if you're not, you might not know that it gets really fucking cold at night. Dude. Um, not during the summer. It's still like 110 degrees yeah. at night. <laughs> in but, the winter, it gets very, very cold at yeah, night. Yeah, super cold. And it's like so drastic from the daytime temperature. So it's not like mm-hmm. at night it just drops 10 degrees. We're talking like 40 degrees. At, like yeah. it could change, you know. It could go from yeah. 80 to 40 at night. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, at at least. Yeah. Uh, it, could, it could drop even further down. Like, mm-hmm. so... A lot of these people are in these tunnels, and 
they are protected to some degree, especially in the summertime where it's much cooler in these tunnels than Mm -hmm. it is out on the surface, out on the strip, Mm -hmm. uh, being exposed to, you know, the sun or whatever. So, but the cold temperatures in the wintertime can be very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, you can easily get hypothermia being in these places down underground. Um, and it also is very damp down there. So it's, it's not great. Mm -hmm. Um, very extreme. Yeah. Very extreme. So that's, these are some of the dangers that these people experience living down there. Um, the I saw, cold temperatures. Yeah, I saw one guy went down there and, like, slept there overnight. He, like, went with mm-hmm. Matthew O'Brien, but he, like, was doing his own thing with, like, a documentary crew or something. And he spent the night down there and was, like, just shivering all night. He's like, I didn't realize it was going to be, like, this cold down here. Yeah, it's like going camping. Like, yeah. it might be really nice and, you know, calm and perfect weather during the day, but then you, at night, the temperature drops, and it's, you don't realize that you just cannot sleep in 30 degree weather dude a tent (laughs) is not a wall this is what i learned camping (laughs) i'm like an expert now uh because i camped once in june for pete's birthday (laughs) um i'm if you can't see me right now which nobody can i'm like um pushing my bang my greasy bangs across my forehead uh because i'm like (laughs) really having a moment and just like being a real expert on camping but (laughs) uh yeah no the first night i was like It'll get warmer in here, right? Like, in the sleeping bag. And it's like, no, it's just fucking freezing. So then I put on, like, sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and then I was, like, perfectly fine the rest of the night. But yeah. it's, like, cold. and it's you're, Very cold. And a tent does not block you from a breeze or anything. Like, no. it's, you're basically, it's basically a sheet so no one could see you sleeping with your mouth open. Right. Like, that's, like, what a tent is. Well, and, and in these tunnels, it actually is a lot cooler, too, because the way, I don't know, the way it's engineered. Yeah, it's engineered, like underground. It's, well, it's underground. It's yeah, cold. and it's dark. And it's dark. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the extreme cold is a big uh, risk factor for a lot of these people living down there. Um, and then, of course, the people are homeless. These people are down there for a reason. They have issues and a lot of those issues might be substance abuse issues Mm. um mental health issues substance abuse you know they're just falling on hard times whatever yeah but a lot of a lot of people down there are just they're they're just they're trying to do their thing and sometimes that thing might be drugs um and this is a place where they could just truly do whatever they want to do they're they could be alone if they want to. They could venture mm-hmm. further down the tunnel. Um, and a lot of them end up, you know, overdosing in mm-hmm. these tunnels. And it's very, very dangerous. Um, if you don't have a community under there, which there are communities that kind of pop up in different tunnels. Mm-hmm. Um, it, If you're just trying to escape, and a lot of these people are, but really, really escape, and you're on your own and you're doing drugs... It's very, very, very dangerous. Oh yeah, that's scary. Um, so it's a it's a huge problem down there, and there's actually separate tunnels for different types of drug use. This is what I read. I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, like if you want to do heroin, there's like one place you can go where all the people who are, who are doing heroin go. If you want to do crack, there's a place where you could do crack, and then meth there's a there's a tunnel for that so it's a that in itself is a kind of community driven thing but Mm -hmm. i don't know that makes Um, sense because it's like people hang out together that like the same thing so then that just naturally happens it's not like they're picking like they're not like under the luxor in the luxor (laughs) tunnel that's the meth tunnel which would make sense but yeah because the luxor (laughs) is fucking crazy Dude, I hate. They that. have it. Okay, dude, what? I was at the Luxor one time. Oh God! And it was like one of the first years that it was open. It was very, very new. Yeah, which have when it, it first opened was like super posh. It was, and um, it's a pretty amazing sight to see. 
So they have these. It's not an escalator it's, or a or an elevator. It's an inclinator. It takes you like sideways. It's crazy. No, thank you. Um, and also, right around when we were staying there, people were um, committing suicide <gasps> yes. off of the uh, balconies because they didn't enclose. Because it's basically a pyramid, and you go inside, and all of the rooms are around the edges, uh-huh. and it's just open in the middle. Yeah. So people, and it, and it's like you're on an angle. So people would just like jump off into the <gasps> middle of the casino. Oh down my below. god! Oh yeah. my god! That would yeah. be a good uh, episode, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about that. No. But I remember my mom was totally freaked out the entire time we stayed there. She was just so uncomfortable and it was very very i don't know it was very creepy oh god there. yeah so. that's that hotel also like i remember when it opened how like amazing it was like oh my god it's a fucking pyramid hotel yeah and then they had that like spotlight and you could see it when you still can see it like when yeah. you're driving in and it was like such hot shit and it is not that anymore it no. is like it is like the kind of the a further end of the one end of the strip, and it's like I don't even know what shows they ha- like. I don't even know what happens there, but they don't really have anything. No, it's just like um, the out outside of it is like cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. But it's it's kind of tacky. I yeah, don't know. It's I weird. Know. It's very yeah. weird. Anyway, well, Luxor aside, there's a. <laughs> It's a t- this is a tunnel for flash floods, so that's another huge risk factor oh, for yeah. staying down in these tunnels is that they're going to do what they were made to do and channel the water through. Um, so a lot of these people have um, basically made a living space down there, mm-hmm. and they have, I don't know, it's like almost like an apartment. They have furnished their mm-hmm. little space they have carved out their own little their own little niche and there's floodwaters that will careen through it at any moment during a certain time of year and it could be very very dangerous if there's enough water it can wash everything away it can drown people mm-hmm. um, it does i think and it it has and it does mm-hmm. it, all the time uh, in 2016, I think three people died in the tunnels. Oh my God. Uh, they had really bad flash floods that year. And uh, one of the people that was featured in a documentary about the the people living under Vegas was killed. And it was very sad. And her partner, who her and her partner had been interviewed, he's still down there. He's still living. But he, you know, it's just, he's alone now. Yeah, that's so sad. It's sad. <gasps> Well, and you only have two options, essentially, like when a flash flood starts, if you're living down there, A, you abandon everything and go up like a ladder, like the closest ladder that would like go up to like a manhole cover. Right. And you just like wait it out or, or or, like go above ground or whatever. Um, And then you can go back when it's over uh, and see what's left of your stuff, which at that point, if anything's left, it's like soggy. Yeah. Obviously. Um, or you can, like, try and outrun it. Uh, and, like, some people have shopping carts and stuff, and they'll, like, throw a couple things in there and just, like, haul ass with their shit. Yeah. Through the tunnels and Through out. Through the tunnels and out. Yeah. To, like, you know, above ground, which it's still raining above yeah. ground. You know, like, it's not like you're escaping the water. You're just escaping, like, the flood tunnel. But, like... The water rises so quickly, it can rise a a foot a minute, which... Jesus. That's so scary to be trapped down there in a tunnel. And it's not even just like, it's not even just like, oh, the water's raising and I could just swim. It's like hauling ass through those tunnels. It's so fast. It like sweeps, like whole cars have been swept into the tunnels from flash floods. So it's like hardcore. Yeah. And there's not, not to... Not to mention all the debris that it, all not just, not just cars, but like yeah. anything that's in the tunnel will uh, wash through. Fucking all those porno cards that have been discarded up on the top. <laughs> there's just like a fucking, it's a flash flood of porno cards. It's not even like the water. It's just a windy day. 
So many of those porno cards. You that's like you could get okay. paper cut. You guys, if you don't know, in Vegas there's dudes standing and ladies. And ladies up and down the sidewalk with these cards for like escorts or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And they just have them and they're like slapping them together and they're like they're like, You yeah. wanna get these cards? And I remember one. Yeah, they time go like we this there. with them. Yeah, they like slap the cards yeah. together. And they make this clicking sound and they're like, Hey, 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 you wanna check yeah. out this lady? I remember one year we just like went around collecting all these cards and like got to our hotel room that night and just spread them out everywhere. We had probably, I don't know, so, 200 cards. I don't know. Oh my God. I, yes, because you, normally you just like go, no, thank you. And you like just keep walking. And we were like, what if we just like accepted them? Like it was, and, like, the, and yeah. like graciously we're like, oh, thank you. And then, yeah. then we were like, Thank you, thank you. We just like started collecting them. Yeah, and like got a lot of the same ones, but they all just had ladies mm-hmm. with their boobies covered with stars. It yeah. was oh my god, wild. Yeah. So oh yeah, god. it was intense. Yeah, but yeah. Um. So the flash floods can come and like fuck their shit up. Dude. Um. Mm-hmm. And there's murderers down there, obviously. Dude, yeah, hello, that guy that they found down there was a fucking Timmy. murderer. Timmy T.J. Weber. Yeah, Timmy T.J. Weber. He's, down, he's out here fucking murdering people, living in the flood tunnels. No thank you. But also, you know, just when... I, it must be so fucking scary to be homeless and on top of that, like, be a woman or a child. Oh like, no one ever really talks about it, but, like, just... The amount you get fucked with, I would imagine, is, like, so much. And it just must be so scary. But it does seem that there's, you know, people down there that are just, like, honestly trying to get through a really bad period. And they're doing that by, like, not spending any money on rent anywhere. And they're staying down here. And, like, they're able to find a little corner that, you know, no one's inhabiting. And they make it their own. And, like good for them but also there's some fucking sketchy weirdos down there i'm sure because oh yeah it's that's name of the game my brother my brother used to go out there for baseball tournaments every year and all the tournaments were in henderson and we'd stay like in vegas on the strip it's like right there yeah um but it's not affordable to live if you need to work in Vegas, it's just there's not a lot. There's not a lot of uh, good housing. Mm. And especially if you're not doing a job that is – like if you don't have like a job that pays very well, it's, right. it's impossible to live close by. It doesn't make any sense to commute and to do whatever job that you know you can find there. So Well, because a lot of the jobs there are either like – I would imagine, because they're all, like, service industry jobs. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, housekeeping, like, from, you know, the hotels, uh, servers, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. But only some of those people are getting tipped out, you know. And Oh, yeah. So, there's... otherwise, they're not – they're making probably minimum wage. So, you know, that's hard. And I, yeah. I don't know, but I would guess that a lot of the hotels don't really offer great benefits and all that shit. Like – they don't have to because, you know, if you don't take that job, there's a bunch of other people that would love to take mm-hmm. it, you know? It's yeah, like- totally. Um, but, yeah, people do live down there and make it happen. They – a lot of them have full-time jobs or part-time jobs that mm-hmm. they go to work and then they come back to the tunnel. That's their home. Mm-hmm. And their commute is right there. Um, so for a lot of them, it makes a lot of sense. But, again – they are technically homeless, so yeah. the situation isn't great, but they're making it work, and the way that they make that work is they make their space as homey as possible. Mm-hmm. They are so resourceful. They're able to find um, – they, like, do a lot of dumpster diving, not just for food and whatever else they need, but, um, like, they find beds. Think about all the hotels that are around there yeah. and the things that they could they could find. Um they're able to find bookcases and, you know, 
decor, lamps, whatever, and they're 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 able to make it work. They're oh able God. to run electricity down there somehow, and they're able to do all these they things are? that. Yeah, oh I was my, reading probably like, some generator like, or something. Yeah, some people like save up for generators, stuff like yeah. that, and they're able to like really make it happen down there. But they don't have toilets. They don't have flush mm-hmm. toilets. So mm-hmm. the the hygiene level is very low, but the way that they're able to kind of make it homey is very resourceful, very interesting. Um, I would set up, you know, like when I did my colonoscopy the first time and I, mm-hmm. and, but before that I had to do a stool test and I put a, I put a, like a CVS bag in a little small trash can and I pooped in yeah. that. I would do that. Yeah. I would do, yeah. I would just like set up a, a, like a receptacle with like disposable bags in it. And then I just pee and poop in that and then like bag I mean, yeah. it and like take it out. That's it's like a, a diaper genie situation. Yeah, diaper genie. Or yeah, or I would just do what my mom did when we went camping. I'd buy diapers and I just pee into <laughs> it and then poop on it and then I roll it up and put it in an actual diaper genie. Oh my god, yeah. that's smart. That is like if you're able to have a clean asshole, yeah. you feel good and you feel like a human. And we're just like ignoring all the, you know, like that's what well, we so take a lot of stuff for granted. We take a lot of stuff for granted, but that's like what is so sad about when you see people who are like down on their luck and are homeless and stuff. And it's like, Oh man, I bet they would love a fucking nice shower. Yeah. Even if I it's mean, three minutes, you know, that's why homeless shelters exist. Yeah. And they should exist in better ways. But yeah. here, like, in Vegas, it seems like for some people, homeless shelters aren't a possibility. There aren't enough mm-hmm. uh, to accommodate all the people that live there that or that are homeless there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, I don't know what the situation is in Vegas, but something ain't right. Mm-hmm. And But these people are – this one quote from a person, I'd, I read a lot of articles about – the the people that are living down there and one person was like this is the best place this is the best possible place to live if you're homeless because there is vegas is a 24 7 city yeah um and it is very easy to dumpster dive like i mentioned Mm -hmm. and you can get a albeit shitty job you can't there are jobs to be had Mm -hmm. and you panhandling and scrounging for money in a city where people are just drunk as fuck, losing their, <laughs> losing their Whole fucking purses and <laughs> yeah, losing, losing their, you know, they're, they're dropping their chips, dropping money, dropping yeah. jewelry, um, their, their jewelry, their cash out, their cash out, uh, tickets on the ground constantly. Totally. People just walking away from slot machines with full, credits on it all the time yeah. all the time so oh that's God. what a lot of these people do to get money is they will go up to the casinos they'll walk through they'll find people who are like drunk as fuck passed out and <laughs> you know not necessarily like rob them but no. if if they're just like sitting there and passed out with a cup of coins or a thing of chips i don't know chips and they leave it there. Yeah, take that shit. I don't know. Yeah, I well at first because I read something where there's like a guy who, yeah, he like puts on his like nice clothes and he goes and he just walks through the casinos, and he looks for just like discarded money that p- someone left behind at a table or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like someone has to pee and they don't grab all their chips because they're drunk and they don't see all of them or whatever. And I was like, oh, I I wonder like how true that is or like if that even works. And then I remember I found that hundred dollar chip on the floor at the fucking Caesar's palace. Oh shit. Yeah. And I was totally, no one was around. It was like someone had dropped it and no one had seen it. And like, I looked, I was like, did someone just drop this? And I think there was a person that worked in the hotel. I don't know if I've told this before. And, and they were like, to someone else is this yours and they were like no and the per- they just kept walking and i was walking up and and he was like you should pick this up and take it or they'll see nice. it and, and they'll make me pick it up and i was like okay so i did dude i'm telling you the amount of money that's just like it's oh, like a, it's just 
a fucking fat cat. Yeah. Like rolling around in dollar bills doesn't even realize they're dropping shit. It's just it's crazy. Um the the excess and the just total disregard for how much money you're literally leaving on the table mm-hmm. is everywhere. I mean, I know that I've I've been like, "Oh, I only have like a 2 dollars $2 on this like cashing out or whatever from a, a slot machine." And I'm like, I'm not going to go up to the cashier. I'm just going to leave it oh, here. Yeah. Like $2 is, that's, yeah. You, you go around and you gather those up. You can, mm-hmm. you can get so much money. That's I don't know. That's smart. That's smart. So these people, they, they definitely take advantage of the, the fact that there's just all these like drunk people who don't give a shit about anything. They're unaware of their surroundings and they, you know, they clean up. Yeah. So good for them Mm -hmm. but unfortunately a lot of these people have gambling problems um it is a reason why a lot of them are homeless they a lot of people have will come out to vegas and never leave um either due to addiction or just like wanting to get away from everything or being in a place where there is so much vice Mm -hmm. um it just it's a siren call to some people and if you're just able to just keep going and keep going like you're up you're down you're up you're down you get lost it's like um I don't know it's so tempting and so hard to break out of if you have uh any kind of addiction problem so yeah because um, you're always chasing the good times of it and like talking yourself out of that there were bad times and and yeah i i could totally see how that could happen so easily yeah i mean this is the this is literal hell for some people yeah and um being homeless for some people is it's it's better to them to do that to some degree than to go back home. Yeah. Uh, and work a job they, they hate or whatever. Like, you know, people, yeah. yeah. Or they can't because maybe they've burned bridges or they don't have anyone, you know, people mm-hmm. have families that aren't close or whatever. And then you just kind of like, you're on your own all of a sudden and yeah, that's it. But it is interesting. Cause I did watch a video with an interview with one guy who was like, you know, I learned, I don't know if you watched this also, but he was like, you know, I learned so much about life that like you can't learn unless you're homeless and living down here and yeah. it, about like how easy it was if I, before in like my old life, if I wanted a cheeseburger to like, just go buy a cheeseburger, I would. But now it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I got to really work for it. But also, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Like, right. I just get to be here and like, you know, spend my time how I want to. It was very interesting. He, he was a very like bright side looking fella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's wild. It's. It's definitely a different, uh, different way to live. Mm-hmm. I. I I don't know if people are – there's some people that are choosing to live this way. There's some people that are not choosing to live this way. There's some yeah. people – this is very temporary. Some people who are there for the long haul. Um, and I still don't think that's fully by choice, you know? like True. If someone could pull them out and be like, here, how, live in this house and have this money, they'd be like, okay. Well, with addiction especially, um, the choice that you're making – is something that you're you're doing because you're not ready to fully accept you know that you are right you don't you're not ready to the, accept help or you're not ready to accept help you're you're just not ready yeah period. you're not ready to acknowledge that there's an issue and all that stuff or yeah, yeah you're not so, ready to let it go you're still choosing the addiction over anything else yeah so and it also it's very very hard to ask for help it's very very hard to get help mm-hmm. so that's why this uh there's organizations like the Shine a Light um, yeah. organization that was started uh, that specifically helps people who are homeless in, in Las Vegas, and it gives them free rehab. So that's and that's another thing. It's like what what are these people going to do? Are they they don't have money to go through rehab? They don't have family to help them resource these these things. So mm. 
yeah, this is it's it's just uh, where they're comfortable, and they people do build communities down there. So I don't know. I will say I did read a very positive story. Uh, mm. If we want to end on this note, of mm-hmm. a couple that. Uh, either the Shine a Light organization or another organization had gone down there and was offering to send people to rehab, I think in Texas, or mm. just to send people to rehab. Um, and this couple took advantage of it. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're interested in doing this. And they went to Texas, did rehab, and now they both work in, like, a rehab facility and, like, are clean. Oh, wow. And they lived in the tunnels, and they were like, yeah, it was really hard. Like, that was the thing that was, like, keeping us there. And we didn't have the opportunity to go do this thing, and it was given to us, and we took advantage of it, and that's like how we got to where we are today. And then I think they're trying to go back and help people now pull them out and like get them help because really that is what's keeping people down there. A lot of the people down there, it's substance abuse. So, and whether they end up down there because of it or they kind of find their way back to it, you Mm -hmm. know, because uh, people could be clean and living a life and they have a hard day and, somehow all of a sudden they're homeless and they're living down there and there's access to drugs and it's easy to get yeah. sucked back in, you know? It really is. Uh, well, this whole uh, learning about this has made me think about Vegas a lot differently. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I, I still love Vegas a lot, uh, but it just kind of opens your eyes a little bit. makes you more cognizant of the fact that there is a whole other world just going on underneath your feet basically well that's the secret of vegas because Mm -hmm. there's so much even the hotels there's huge kitchens and service Mm -hmm. areas that you don't see or hear or even get close to you know it's like but all these people that are making you like that are making it possible for you to have this big fun time Right, right, Are, like, right. the unsung heroes of... They're, like, the mole people. They're, like, the true mole people of Las Vegas. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, in all these service areas making sure your bed doesn't have pu- other person's pubes in it. <laughs> or, like, you know, making sure there's no, like, barf in your room or whatever. Like Oh, because there's so much there's barf. fucking barf everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. The amount of barf... There's like, just – or uh, just, like, gross stuff in general. Like, when I was in Las Vegas for my friend Sandra's bachelorette party, I did not share a room with her, thank God, because I walked into her room. Me and my other friend, like, walked into her room, and she was staying in that with another friend. And I – they were both drunk in their own beds. The, like, comforters were off. I walk up to, like, sit next to one of them, and the floor's wet. <gasps> and barf? No. It was, like – He? No. It's not even that gross, but it was like they were like eating Doritos or something and water spilled (laughs) and they didn't clean it up. And it was just like wet and like mushy open chips everywhere. And I was like, no, this is fucking gross. It's not even that bad. But I was like, ew, you know, so it's like even that it's like someone had to clean that up, I bet. Which isn't funny, but I didn't make the mess. Um, That's why you always, always leave a tip. Always tip the maid. That is a thousand percent what you should take away from this anywhere you stay anywhere because they're touching your fucking towels that were on your naked sack if you're a dude (laughs) or your butthole if you're a lady or your vagina whatever we don't know anyone everyone has a grundle it was touching your grundle (laughs) they're picking up your used grundle towels covered in your fromunda sauce and (laughs) it's like fucking and then Maybe you fucked your partner in that bed. They're and cleaning there's the jizz sheets everywhere. And there's, well, probably not. But e- even if there's not jizz everywhere, there's like your naked body sweat from like doing it together all on those sheets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your stank your gross is sex on it. Sweat. Yeah. yeah. And your your vaginal secretions <laughs> and your fucking armpit sweat <laughs> and your butt crack set sweat yeah your <laughs> sex sweat and oh. and then you fucking passed out because it was hopefully it was like really good and you both and came. you drooled everywhere what 
And you drooled everywhere. You, yeah, and then you drooled everywhere. That's where I was going with this. And then you fucking open mouth slept. You snored. You drooled, especially if you'd had a couple drinks. Yeah. And your room is disgusting. And there's, like, the, like, stale odor of, like, farts. And they have to walk into that after you yeah. leave or while you're still there. I generally don't have the maid come while we're still there because I feel bad and I don't want her to have to deal with anything extra. But always tip. Always, always Always. Tip. Always. That's it. Oh, well, God. I'm glad we got that lesson in. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. That's it. Uh, well, hopefully thanks. this episode wasn't too sad. <laughs> it's, it's a wild ride, guys. Um, but <laughs> next time you're in Vegas, if you uh, happen to, like, pass by one of these, like, tunnel entrances, mm-hmm. they're usually, like, under the freeway by, like, you'll see, like, a wash area. I mm-hmm. don't know. Like, you know, you know, a wash, like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where you... For floodwaters. For floodwaters, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well... Oh, what were you going to say when you walk by there? Just ignore no, it. No, just like, <laughs> just, just next time you're in Vegas and if you notice it. that, that yeah. there might be people down there, so... Maybe if you see some people, give them a dollar or whatever. I don't know. Or leave your cash out yeah. ticket. Or buy them an In-N-Out hamburger. There's an In-N-Out right by the overpass right there. Also, uh, but don't go in the tunnels uh, no, 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 alone. No, no. And also, you don't need to go down there. That's disruptive to them and rude. yeah yeah totally all right um thank you so much for listening oh my gosh I, this was a very interesting and depressing uh episode for me mm-hmm. same <laughs> same yeah i was like oh man this is like bumming me out but also i still really want to go to las vegas so you know we're all everybody's complicated we're multifaceted human beings as above so below <laughs> Uh, uh, all right well, viva las vegas a, follow us viva on social meds las vegas yeah at dtfu podcast everywhere mm-hmm. um go to our website it's dtfupodcast.com merch is there patreon links there all the things all um, the things thank you so much uh be excellent to each other yeah and yourselves yeah uh we love you we love you oh bye oh Bye. Bye-bye.